Motown Records founder, music producer, songwriter legend, and more, Barry Gordy once said, the world has to change to fit you. And if you stick to your principles, values, and morals long enough, it will. Some days, personally, I feel like my mind runs a million miles a minute. From what must be done today, to what's happening right now, to how can I fix a myriad of problems facing the world today that I'm personally passionate about. I love this quote by Barry Gordy because it reminds me, and hopefully you too, that just because something is so today doesn't mean it has to stay that way. So today, we're talking about being change makers for good as we prepare for a new year and as we work to live life called. Welcome to the Live Life Called podcast, where you're encouraged to live your life on purpose, live each day to the fullest, and go after your dreams. I'm your host, Jenny Dixon. Let's live life called. As we close out this year, I want to thank you for joining me this week and every other week this year. I know I've been inconsistent this year, so thank you for sticking with me. I must put out a disclaimer, though, this week. I'm going to veer off my very own beaten path. For the past several years, my mind has been running with how can I help those my heart hurts for? And in many ways, this podcast was a step in that direction. But the more I see chaos and division in our world from the lens of a mom, wife, grandmother, or as I hope she calls me, a Gigi, as a daughter, cousin, friend, human on this earth, the more I struggle to stay quiet and to just sit on the sidelines. We talk a lot here about our passions, goals, and dreams, but have you ever truly thought about your natural qualities? This week, I'm talking about the ones that could propel your vision forward but could also leave you wondering, what exactly is that gift for? I know I have, quite often. We have a running joke in my family that I married my mom, because marrying my dad would have meant there would have been two of us, and no household needs two of the same. My husband is very mild-mannered. It takes a lot to get him ruffled. And even then, I'm honestly questioning the validity of his anger. It just doesn't come off as passionate enough. In the words of the great Michael Jackson, he is definitely a lover and not a fighter. I, however, am. I'm more likely to err on the side of fighter. Hence why we can't have two of me in one lifelong relationship. I have jokingly said I have two speeds, zero and a hundred. And usually the distance and time it takes for me to go from one to the other can be very short. But as a testimony to the real and living God, Truthfully, that distance has lengthened as I've grown up and as I've matured. But my point is, there is no questioning how I feel about something when I'm passionate about it. And the older I get, the more I find myself more upset on behalf of others than for myself. So with that said, my first and natural instincts are to fight for people who can't fight for themselves. I struggle to keep my mouth shut while also desperately wanting to say something eloquent and profound, to hopefully spark change in others, and to facilitate opportunities for growth and success for those who are otherwise unable to do so on their own. Another thing about me, 
I love to go against the grain. Sometimes it's just to irritate, just like a kid. Other times it's because I see the situation differently. Or also just like a kid, I just plain don't want to go your way. While there are times I will dig my heels in, now that I'm older, I do a better job of picking my battles of defiance. I don't fight so much anymore just for the sake of fighting. Which leads me to today, off the beaten path and into the potentially dangerous waters of our quirks, natural qualities, and perhaps our unique giftings. While reading my daily dose of news recently, I came across a quote by New York Times correspondent Vivian Wang. She said of the recent protests in China, you can't censor people if they don't say anything. In the context this quote was stated and written, it was an absolutely positive thing and highlights an act of defiance against an authoritarian government that recently put measures in place that needlessly cost 10 people their lives in an apartment building fire. But it also got me thinking of the flip side, especially as an American, where we tout the freedom of speech. What does this quote mean and say to me and you now? How can you and I take our natural quirks, giftings, and leanings and pair them with what I'm going to call a challenge? There are definitely times when we should pause, sit for a bit, refrain from speaking out of anger and emotion, or think before we press send and post. But there are other times when our silence actually hurts more. What about those times when we should be saying something? Are we being censored or silenced in reverse? Or are we being silenced, muted, and boxed up out of our own censorship and fears? My heart hurts, and I'm usually unsure what to do or if it will even matter when I hear about anti-Semitic rhetoric in the news. So I stay silent. Me and my social media feed. My fear meter triggers and my anger rages every time I hear about another young man who looks like one of my sons who has been murdered. But I only complain to my family and remind my boys what to say and not to say and who they hang around. As if that will fix it. I mean, maybe it will. But just for me. I get frustrated when I hear about astronomical student loan debt. People trying to achieve the quote-unquote American dream but having to do so without the guidance and wisdom of others who've gone before them with their best interests at heart. I cry thinking about the favor at my own kitchen table and knowing there are people struggling to eat in my land of abundance, in my town of abundance. But will my little bit help? My brain bounces with ideas like a pinball in a machine trying to figure out practical but useful ways to help young people with limited resources and opportunities achieve their own vision and version of success. But can any of that happen if I'm silent and censored because I'm worried about saying the wrong thing? I'm worried about saying something that might upset someone else. Am I more concerned with the in crowd, meaning I'll never be able to turn the tide for those who need it most. Am I crying out in my head for the world to change, but failing to stick to my principles, values, and morals out loud for long enough so that the world must change? The truth is, for those of us who can insulate ourselves and keep our families safe for the most part, 
We don't actually need the world to change for us to be okay, for us to make it. But where does that leave everyone else? Where does that leave our world and the ones left in it? If we've said nothing and only focused on ourselves, what happens when hate continues to spread and no one speaks out? Do we become immune and are no longer jarred by the vile? What happens when the world was supposed to change according to your light and mine, but instead was changed by darkness because you and I were censored and we wouldn't risk it long enough for the darkness to change to the light and love that you and I possess instead? What inheritance in this life will we be passing down to our future generations? I used to wonder why God would have made someone who thrives on going left when everyone else is going right. Who looks for ways to be defiant against the norms and whose natural inclination is to fight. But as I've gotten older, I've realized things don't change if you aren't willing to go against the grain. If you aren't bothered by not being a part of the group, if you aren't willing to fight, I'm in my position, I'm the way I am, and I'm here for such a time as this because I'm uninterested in everyone else's norms, and I'm built to fight because that's what the world needs me to be. I like and have a few tattoos, but I think my favorite one is a single word that says disturbance in nice cursive font. I love that word. When you hear it, usually your first instinct and reaction is typically of something negative. I know, because I see the looks from people when they read it, and I've gotten some interesting comments. And when I tried to find a quote about disturbance, they were all negative. As a people, we don't typically see a disturbance as positive. And yet I do, of course. Because when I think of a disturbance, I think of something or someone that shook up the regular program, caused a break in the norm, all for good. Someone who saw the status quo of the day and challenged it. I see Rosa Parks as a disturbance. Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr. are also disturbances to me. Sister Joan Chittister, look her up, is also a wonderful disturbance for the current day. My favorite disturbance of all, and the one I hope to model my life after, Jesus. He didn't come as the world expected. He didn't do what the world or his people wanted or assumed he would. He came for everyone and so that everyone would have life and have it more abundantly. He came so all would be free of whatever bound them. I want to be an uncensored disturbance for the good and life of all people. I can't offer anyone salvation, but I can point to the one who has, and I can disturb this world for his kingdom and his glory using everything he's gifted me with. I'm deciding to live my life uncensored and unencumbered by the norms and ways of the world. I will be in it, but I will not be of it. That's how I intend to live my life called. I hope this week you decide to join me. And going forward, you'll embrace the wonderful ways he's uniquely created you to be a disturbance for good. I pray that this week, you'll decide to live life in full color, uncensored, not muted, and in love as we continue to live life called. Thanks so much for joining me this week as I veer off the beaten path. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to like, share, rate, and review it. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay encouraged, motivated, and informed. I pray you have a blessed week and that you'll continue to join me in the new year as we work to live life calm. Special thanks to David Thompson for lending his talents to composing the theme music, to Josh Wilson for helping me get started, and to you, the listener, for your encouragement and support. I pray you are inspired to take flight and to live life called.